0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.
1: Hello and welcome to The debriefers. Liverpool get their first win of their summer pre-season with goals from Jordan Henderson in the first half and Mohamed Salah in the second against Crystal Palace in Singapore. Theo Squires is along with, alongside myself, Matt Addison and Theo. I suppose that the key thing from this one we don't want to read too much into any of these preseason games but I think it just looked a lot more fluid a lot more kind of a lot more Liverpool I suppose than what they did against Manchester United shouldn't be a surprise of course with so many more senior stars and so much more of a settled team across that match but it did look an improvement on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, it's one of the the positives you can take from how Liverpool do these pre-season games now. It doesn't matter who the opposition is or what the eleven is. You know what they're working towards. Whether they do two 30-minute games or like they did against United, where it's or actually just break the game up in three. You know, it's about gradually increasing the workload, getting more of the senior players involved. And there is going to be a slight difference between the few players when you've got the internationals coming back. That means you're not you're not going to be at your best in that first run. Far from it. You've got jet lag. You've only just got some of them reporting for training for the first time like two days earlier. But even if they've had to travel uh, Singapore from Thailand for this one, they've had a few more days in training. They've had a few more days together. And it means you can see this more um, complete performance from them. The fact that they can... Link up a bit better, they are a bit sharper. And um, we've seen these blossoming partnerships developing on the pitch between like new teammates, whether it's a Carvalho and a Diaz, as we saw on um, Tuesday, or if it's just the tried and trusted, like a, a Salah and Alexander Arnold down the right, things like this. And it's to be expected, like you saw the, the team that came on at half time and the team that started, there was lots of senior players there. And it was only those final 15, 20 minutes when all the kids came on that the sting was out of the game and it was just a bit of an exercise to get through to the final whistle. But yeah, Klopp will be a lot happier with uh, what he saw on the pitch. They weren't necessarily bad against United. There were just a few defensive areas, a few teething problems, as you expect early in pre-season. But they, they dominated against Palace, let's be honest. Like It was always going to be hard for Palace when they've got a lot of senior players back on home soil at the moment because of the travel restrictions that they were facing. Um, but Liverpool dominated possession, rarely were threatened defensively, and they just made it look so easy. Um, bodies getting forward at will, linking up. And there was an overall round around, um, link-up play as well, whether it was, say, Elliott on the edge of the box, Milner on the edge of the box, Oxley chamberlain who did well before he came off injured. Second half, we've seen it with Salah and Nunes. Um, it, was just both, it didn't matter whether it was the first half or the second half. When it was those senior players, they were putting in a good team performance. And as you said, it was very much more of the Liverpool side you expect to see. Um, but it's still early in pre-season. Like What they're seeing now, you, you need those promising glimpses. But it's another two, three weeks before you're going to really see them start to find that rhythm a little bit better. Um, and then you can't really judge them for another month, can you? But yeah, it's a positive sign. Beating this uh, Premier League opposition, in part, well, half of it was Premier League opposition. A um, couple of goals, clean sheet, ticks all the boxes, apart from that one injury to Oxlade-Chamberlain
1: yeah we'll we'll come on to the injuries in a second let's go to the positives first though i think for me one of the standouts today probably one of the standouts the other day as well was harvey elliott i think it's fair to say played a couple of different positions across the two different games i think we probably will see a little bit of him in midfield a little bit of him in attack i suppose first and foremost what do you make of what he's been doing so far but Also, where where do you think is his best position? Is there a best position or is it just going to be a case of playing him in a little bit of both of those roles this season? Uh, He's
0: just superb, isn't he? It doesn't matter where he plays. I think he um, probably surprised us with how good he was when he came back from Blackburn last summer and he was just straight into that midfield. We'd not seen him there before. And it's like, oh, wow, this kid really can play. He might actually make the step up this year uh probably Liverpool's best player in the opening month of last season until he got that untimely, horrible ankle injury. Um, came back, what, January, February time, and obviously he was running on adrenaline. Initially started well and then dropped off a bit, so they took him out the firing line. That's always going to be the place when you're a young player coming back from a serious injury. So if we're taking that step back and you're being realistic about it, this summer was always going to be huge for Harvey Elliott. You wanted him to pick up where he left off before the injury, and that's exactly what he's done it's uh, probably going to be a bit of both. Like, Jürgen Klopp loves his versatile players, and it's the fact that he can play both of them so effortlessly. It's like he almost plays both at once, because you think if he's going to be in midfield, he'll be going out to that right-hand side as Salah cuts inside, if you think those two are going to be starting together. But then they'll um, overlap as well. So it'll be Elliot cutting inside with Salah on the wing. And that's what he's doing with Oxlade-Chamberlain. When he was so far forward. And I know there's been complaints about Liverpool midfield in the past, not getting forward enough, not creating chances enough, not getting goals. Well, Elliot could be the answer here. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he is this genuine, hyped talent for a reason. Um, like he was unlucky not to score with that chance that fell on his weaker foot. I think probably in a month's time he scores that because it's a bit further into preseason. He's got a bit more uh, energy in the legs, fitness in the legs, all this sort of thing. But his assist for Henderson's goal was brilliant, getting to the byline. Passing it back, and he's just mm-hmm. linking up so well with his senior players. Like he's still only what 19, but he doesn't look like a 19-year-old. He looks like someone who's firmly part of this first team. And while if you ask us to pick a, a midfield for the first game of the season against Fulham, it's maybe a push to say, oh, he would start. Usually, lean towards the experienced players, and him stealing that position. He is going to force his way up that pecking order sooner rather than later. But then we said all this last year and he did start the season his first choice he was the best player in the team for a month and then he got injured but long may it continue um this is why Liverpool partly aren't signing a new midfielder this summer because they are happy playing this long-term game they've got so much faith in Elliot, so much faith in Curtis Jones Carvalho as well now they brought him from Fulham these are the future of this Liverpool team whether it's midfield or the front three young players homegrown players, they're ticking those boxes, and it's just exciting to see him go out and do the business. Klopp said himself after he signed his new contract, these are the players, part of the reason why he did sign a new contract. He doesn't want to hand over the keys to someone else. He wants to make sure that this potential becomes proven quality to help him take those next steps. And so far, so good from Harvey Elliott. It's basically, it's deja vu. We're saying the exact same stuff as we were saying 12 months ago. The only difference is this time it's not a surprise.
1: Yeah, same as as last summer as well, Jürgen Klopp called him like a new signing, which I'm sure went down brilliantly among certain sections of the Liverpool fan base. But nonetheless, I think there is certainly an element of truth in that. Mohamed Salah, of course, has been doing a bit of signing of himself, a new contract. I thought he looked really, really good today as well. Looked very, very sharp, running rings around Crystal Palace at certain times. A little bit fortunate with the goal, shall we say. Some not particularly brilliant goalkeeping. But again, it's early days, but it's good signs from him as well.
0: It's always good to see Mohamed Salah back in the goals. I know he got his one on, on the last day of the last season to get the golden boot. But 2022 so far has been a challenging year for him, shall we say, with the, the contract saga, the international uh, heartache, fatigue. He's been refreshed from having this break and finally getting his future sorted once for and for all. You can see him now. He can just go out and enjoy his football again. and you know how much he loves scoring goals, so we will be delighted to get that first one out of the way in pre-season. And you wouldn't be surprised if next time Liverpool playing Palace, which I think is, what, September, maybe late August, you will probably already have two or three goals for the season by then. It's just what Mohamed Salah does. He loves cutting inside and he'll shoot when he gets the chance. And if you hit the target, you're going to have a chance of scoring. That's what's happened for him now. But it's what you want to see from him away from that as well. He was linking up well with Darwin Nunes. Um, He was linking up well with Trent. And then you got the armband, didn't he, to finish the game off? Uh, he's spoken about wanting to be this captain before, and obviously when you've got uh, ten, nine kids around you, you're going to get the armband. But uh, a nice little cheer for him at the end of that, and you can tell he's the star player for Liverpool. Like we know, they've had elite stars like say Torres or Gerard in the past, or Suarez when they've done these tours. These genuine global stars that everyone adores. But it's only when you go and do these tours that you think of them like the David Beckham appeal. You know how like Japanese fans go crazy for him. I think when Salah was ever on the TV screens, you just heard this huge roar from the stands when he went to warm up. This huge roar again. He is the player that all the fans out there want to see. He's a big part of Liverpool's brand. And that's another reason why it's crucial to keep him at the club for another three years. Um, yeah, back to business for Mohamed Salah. Long may it continue.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Yes, absolutely. Well, those were the positives. Jordan Henderson, I thought, was excellent as well. Took the goal very nicely. We've seen him score a few goals like that. Hopefully, he gets one or two of those next season. But before we talk about the the two new boys, Cavalio and and Darwin Nunez, a little bit more, let's talk about the injuries. Obviously, a few little knocks. Joe Gomez, Malcolm Fraundorf, Tom Hill, one or two others as well. I think Alison Becker as well, of course, missed the game because of small things. Don't think it's going to be too bad for, for them. Diogo Jota, obviously, we're still waiting to find out what the result of that scan was for his injury. And of course, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain picks up a little bit of an injury just before half-time as well. So I suppose it's it's nothing to worry about just yet, but the sort of numbers of of injuries are starting to add up a little bit for Jürgen Klopp.
0: Yeah, injuries happen in pre-season and it's to be expected. I suppose Jota is the one that's the concern. Because they've confirmed, doesn't it, it's a recurrence of that hamstring injury. Well, you don't know how long you'll be out for yet. Um, Klopp could very well confirm it when he does his press conference, which might be taking place right now or at least in a few minutes' time. Um, you'd imagine it's, it's going to be around a month, isn't it? That's normally what you can expect for the hamstring injuries, depending on how serious it is. It's a month since he did it last time on international duty. And when Firmino was doing him last season, he was out for like a month each time. Uh, so that's a blow as well. Like I did a piece today where I think last season, for the second half, Liverpool had seven senior forwards, experienced forwards, international forwards. They were able to rotate between them, and that's why they could go for a quadruple. Now, when you take, you sell Mane, you sell Minamino, you sell, I let Origi go on a free, and then you lose to one to injury while well, you've still got quality there, with Elliot and Carvalho to back them up. They're still young players who you're not expecting to be consistent and delivering to a high standard week in, week out. They're still trying to make that next step. And it's it's almost it's going in blind. They're not proven to the extent that the experienced international players were last year. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to step up and be counted for. They're not going to make the difference to Liverpool this season. But it shows you the tightrope that they could be walking, that they are essentially starting the cycle again from building this front three up but that's what they needed to do. They knew they needed to revamp the front three. and It was rather than just going to sign proven players to keep going for two, three years, it was signing players for the next five, six years. So uh, it's a blow to lose Jota, but you're relying on your other players to step up and get the goals. And We've seen Salah to score today. Cavallo's doing well. If Nunes can pop in a couple of goals in pre-season, it's not as big a loss. Um, Oxley chamberlain shame to see him go off because I thought he had a sharp first half linked up well with Harvey Elliott. He's someone, he should play more this season than he did in the final few months of last year. We know his versatility. We know his quality. Uh, He just needs minutes on the pitch. So you think, well, getting this injury now, just as you were looking pretty decent, it means your preseason could be over. It's a hamstring injury as well. We don't know yet for sure. Um, But that's going to lose his rhythm. And then by the time the season's up and running, he's dropped down the midfield pecking order. Other players have taken their opportunities. It's hard for him. But, players are going to have to rotate when the season gets underway. There's five substitutions. It just means he's having to play catch-up again. And it seems to be the story for him over the last, what we're talking, three, four years, ever since he did that series and the injury. Um, he has spells where he's in the team and he's doing well. And then he has times where he's missed on a pre-season, he's playing catch-up and you don't see him for a year or it doesn't feel like that because he's just fallen down the pecking order. Um, who are we else? Allison, goalkeeper. He's always a big loss. Klopp said it, it doesn't matter how long he's out for. You always miss Allison. But he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. As soon as he's fit, he's going to be back in that team. Uh, I don't think it was as much uh, as as little to worry about as like Joe Gomez. I think Joe Gomez was just a precaution, and he'll be fine. Allison probably miss a couple of games, but you know he's going to be back in the team, back in first choice before too long. And then the kids disappointing for Tom Hill and Fraundorf to miss games. Like, this is their opportunity to part of first team, part of this tour, experience all this. But Hill's coming back from a serious injury himself. He's always going to get the odd knock here and there. It's my partly just giving him my experience. And for Andorf, well, he, he might have come on for Salah, might for those final twenty minutes. And I'm sure he preferred playing in his preferred position rather than uh, coming on at right back as we saw against United. Hopefully, he's um, if he's part of the the touring camp for Germany and Austria, we'll see him against Leipzig and against Salzburg. If not, missed opportunity for them, but they've still been part of this tour. And you'd expect to see more of them. We saw Randolph make his debut against Shrewsbury, was it, in the FA Cup? Um, He'll get the odd minute maybe in the domestic cups. He's certainly one who caught my eye for the under 18s last year. Uh, But then these injuries, it's niggles, isn't it? You're going to get them early on in pre
1: season, as I've already said. Yeah, absolutely. And it just gives a couple of opportunities for other players as well. A couple of comments there about Sepp Vandenberg. I thought he was pretty decent today, yeah, he have to, have to do, did he? but but did did really really quite well against a, a decent Crystal Palace team. I thought Roberto Firmino showed a couple of decent touches as well. But let's finish with a little bit of a chat around Cavalio and probably more so on Darwin Nunez. We've not really touched on him so much today. Not the easiest half an hour for him. Had a couple of, of opportunities, didn't have loads of, of service, but I suppose it's probably just similar to what myself and Gorsty were saying on Tuesday after the Manchester United game. It's just far too early to be judging him, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is. And I think there's that pressure on him, isn't there? We know he's potentially cost him £85 million. You know, it's massive boots to fill in Sadio Mane. So every time there's even a half chance, you just want it to hit the back of the net because oh, then he's up and running. Everyone can breathe a sigh of relief. You can say he's not a flop. But he's a goal scorer for Liverpool Football Club. Um, he had a couple of chances today, and he's he's maybe too eager to score. Like there was one before the second goal where the ball comes to him, it like, goes through his legs. He doesn't time it quite well. Uh, he snatched at one from the an cute angle. He had one from Salah's cutback that he shoots straight at the goalkeeper. But he's in there. He's involved. He's creating chances. He's linking up with the players. And we know his presence means Liverpool are slightly tweaking how they play. It's not all about going out wide and getting the crosses in, even though that would suit him as well. It's about these uh, through balls or long balls over the top so he can get in behind defences, like we used to see Fernando Torres do back in the day. Um, they're still looking for him, trying to play those balls. But it's teething problems as they're trying to adapt to each other. Like there was a couple where Trents tried to pick him out and he's gone one way, the ball's gone the other. But we're talking about a player who's played what an hour for Liverpool? not even an hour yet as he for Liverpool. It's going to take time. Uh, but I'm sure we'll all feel a bit more comfortable about him when that ball hits the net for the first time. But then you wouldn't be bothered if he doesn't score in pre-season, as long as it matters when the season gets up and underway. And then for a little bit on Carvalho, he looks sharp again. Not as good as he did against United. I think he's a lot more comfortable down the middle, but he was unfortunate not to score. He's like another, like, almost like Elliot, isn't he? He's a teenager who's looking like a senior football and, and you wouldn't expect that. You look at someone who's maybe a bit overawed to be part of it, but he's ready and we'll probably see a bit more of him than some of us thought once the season gets underway. Um, Klopp's mentioned his versatility, saying he can play on the left. I, I don't really want to see him there too much this season maybe in the domestic cups but when you've got Diaz, Jota you can play there you don't want to see him there he looks so much more comfortable as like this advanced number eight or a number ten that's where he's looking dangerous on the ball He can create goals you can get assists and that's what Liverpool have lacked in recent years Like maybe since Coutinho there's big pressure there saying so, oh he's going to be the next Coutinho but that's where you want to see him uh, exciting signs that's why Liverpool signed him as well and it's another reason why they're not going big for a midfielder this summer because they've got the bodies there you can keep them going for another year and it's better, I suppose, to give these minutes to Jones, to Elliot, to Carvalho, to see what they can do, to see if they can uh, turn this potential into proven quality and then in 12 months' time you're not wondering about them. They've answered all the questions you had and Liverpool's squad's looking even stronger and then they will go and sign a midfielder and it's even better.
1: Yes, absolutely. Plenty of talent and plenty of quality among all of those players. I think the first goal for Cavalier and for Nunez actually will be pretty important. they both come fairly close, haven't they? But not quite happened for them yet. Might well have. Yeah, probably have like two or three week. each already, let's be honest. Yeah, he was, he was unlucky, <laughs> wasn't he, the other day, Cavalier, when he hit the post. But uh, yeah, possibly could come against Leipzig, of course, next week. So yeah, back to England, then on to Austria for Liverpool as pre season continues. Plenty more to come from here, from us here on Blood Red, I should say, as we continue the countdown to that Fulham game. In just over three weeks' time now, isn't it? Very, very close to the new season beginning. That will do us, though, for now. A good performance and a good result from Liverpool today. We'll catch you next time.
0: You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.